Hello, and thank you for listening to Girl Wonder. My name is Joe Rochelle, and I'm just your everyday girl talking about your favorite webtoons. If you find yourself reading webtoons all the time and you are still craving more content, then you are absolutely in the right place. And just in case you didn't know, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you choose to listen on. In this podcast episode, you are in for a treat. We are talking with Webtoon creator and author Tiffany, who also goes by Zeal for Art on the platform and on Instagram. And Tiffany has so many amazing things to share. We talk about so many things. We gush about Webtoons, we talk about ships, we talk about Captain Underpants, and we talk about Tiffany's two series on Webtoon, Late Bloomer and Luggage, which are both amazing, wonderful series that are grounded in magic realism. And it's just a joy to pick Tiffany's brain a little bit and figure out how she came up with these series and what she has in store for us next. And we also get to talk about Juneteenth, which is an illustration that she did for Webtoon. You may have remembered it because on June 19th, it showed up on the main page, and it was just paying respects to the people who've paved the way for us, and also explaining what Juneteenth is. And thank you, David at Webtoon, for setting this interview up so that we can continue to spread the word. And I will be leaving the links to Zeal for Art's website. I will be leaving the link to Tiffany's Instagram. So please get in touch with this wonderful author. Lavish her with praise. Tell her how much you love her webtoons and keep spreading joy and positivity. So without further ado, let's jump into that interview and talk a little bit more in depth about the webtoons Tiffany creates, the advice that Tiffany has for other creators, and let's just get into it. Hello. Hi. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm so good. How are you, Tiffany? How are things in Maryland? It's it's going. <laughs> During this pandemic. Yeah. After a little bit of small talk, Tiffany and I went right into talking about webtoons. How did you first find out about webtoon? So I saw an ad and basically I searched what Webtoon was and then from there I got on the website and I familiarized myself what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that's basically it. So like an advertisement got you. I think that's how I got into it as well. I think I saw an ad for Siren's Lament and I was like, ooh, mermaids. And then I just got on there and started reading everything. Yeah, this was back, I think... um, I think in like 2015, too, I saw Science Lament as well. And I was just like, oh, this is pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like the music, too. I was like, that's so different from what I'm used to when I read comics. Yes, very different. And so what series from other creators have you enjoyed reading? And do you have any favorite ships? Um. Yes. So a few series I do enjoy is uh, New Normal, Class 8. I get a kick out of that. <laughs> it's, it's a really good comic. Um, as well as Big Joe, Space Boy, uh, Skate Fire 100. Um, this is a few titles that have been completed, but uh, Salty Studio and God of Bath. Um, <laughs> God of Bath was uh, really interesting. I believe it was a Korean title. Um, oh, also recently, too, I've been um, reading um, 
what is it, Soda Pop, and uh, two titles on the canvas side, which is uh, Catch Me, Fight Me, Love Me, and The Little Trash Mermaid. <laughs> the Little Trash Mermaid? I need to check that out. <laughs> the Little Mermaid is, is top tier quality. It's great. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I love the Catch Me, Fight Me, Love Me canvas series. I really love it. And I follow the creator on Instagram and she's always posting about how to make a webtoon. And though I don't draw particularly, it's still really interesting to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love her work. And um, I'm really excited to see her work on webtoon um, because I do remember a few years back I did, you know, see her work. um, Like she's published a few comics herself and um, I was just really excited to see her finally, like, you know, transition onto Webtoon. And uh, speaking of ships, I really ship her two characters, Oriata and Jehua. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But <laughs> I ship those two. They are just a cute couple. Um, I'm excited to see how she develops and progresses her story and her characters. I really love them. I love them so much because... Like there is a game between them where they're trying to bring out emotions out of each other. And that's like, that's a great kind of way to enter a romance. Exactly. Um, it's it's a really cute rom-com, I guess. Uh, you would put that as that genre, is it? Well, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the Canvas series, Let Me Love You? I think it's L-M-L-Y it goes by. Yes. I have seen that. Oh, my gosh. I love the artwork. It's gorgeous. It's really cute. And I'm excited to see how that story progresses as well. Me too. And the pastels and all the character designs and the fashion. It's very pretty. Yes, it is. And there was like a character with pink braids recently. I was like, I need to put pink braids in my hair because it looks so good. I know. After this short musical interlude, Tiffany and I talk all about how she got into drawing in the first place. So when did you start drawing and telling stories? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so um, I've had an interest in comics since I was seven. Um, I actually used to create short comedic comic strips about things I found funny. Um, I would fill in those like, black and white composition books with like crazy stories and ideas I had. However, my mother took them away because of the scenarios I found funny she didn't. And I was like really inspired by like Captain Underpants and I even created like Flipperama. I don't know if you know what Flipperama is. Yes. But it's like <laughs> I used to um like create my own flipperama um but in all seriousness when i got like really serious about drawing and storytelling was um you know during college um i had dabbled in a lot of like mediums and art uh areas like such as curatorial practices fine arts like photography and writing and um from there i kind of like you know somehow found my way into creative writing and I started using creative writing as a creative outlet and I began to you know do sequential artwork and combine the creative writing to uh storytell. I totally remember Captain Underpants and flipping the flipperamas and all those jokes (laughs) and I think it's funny that your mom's like this is not funny. (laughs) Humor I don't know why that's 
funny to kids. I don't, I don't know, but <laughs> but it was a lot of potty humor in the Captain Underpants that I just I got such a kick out of. As an adult, I'm like, this is kind of gross, but <laughs> but <laughs> I'm over it now. But I mean, don't get me wrong, I did go and see the Captain Underpants movie. Um, I think was it like last year or mm-hmm. a year back. I saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> It just brings you back to your childhood and the way those characters were drawn and the principal being this guy in his underwear. And yeah, kids rebelling. I like kids fighting like authority figures. Exactly. I I think even when I went to the movies, there was like a lot of adults there. And when the kids were in the movie theater, like us adults were like, shush, be quiet. Like we need to see the rest of what's going on on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So then, okay, so you discovered Webtoon with an ad. What made you feel like, okay, I should make a series on here or I should make a comic? Um, okay, I'm going to date myself for being a Webtooner, but <laughs> I saw Discover. And um, for you guys who don't know what Discover is, it's basically Canvas, um, but it was just called Discover back then. Uh, so I looked on Discover and I saw a lot of like, um, people uploading comics and I was like oh I, I, I want to do this too so I basically read I believe there was like um some terms and a few like uh, uh I think uh some information on how to format the webtoon um and uh I, I'm, I'm like recalling my memory because mm-hmm. I re- small link where webtoon had like the requirements of how to upload on discover so i read those and i was just like okay i'm just gonna go ahead and upload my stuff um which was at the time late bloomer for those of you who don't know late bloomer is a completed webtoon and it's really great here is the summary for late bloomer meet may a woman born with a flower bud growing from her belly Botanical development has followed her and her rare condition from childhood into adulthood. In order to rid the bud, it has to bloom and be deflowered, but the bud will only bloom once May has found a mate. Unfortunately, May is awkward and inexperienced when it comes to the dating world. Join this eccentric 26-year-old on her journey to becoming deflowered in Late Bloomer. I mean, that has to get you. I clicked on that so fast (laughs) and I read that whole webtoon. I remember when it was coming out weekly and just looking forward to the next week, shipping May with different characters, and I won't spoil too much for you, but it's a really great story and I love the idea of a flower bud growing from someone's belly. That's so interesting to me okay back to the interview and was what was the response like when you put late boomer late bloomer out there oh my gosh (laughs) when I first uploaded late bloomer um I was nervous because I like uploaded like a coming soon little post and um I was I was definitely nervous because I had a whole bunch of thoughts like what if people don't like this or what if this doesn't go well and um eventually I just uploaded it and when I did it was like such a thrill that like overtook me and I could you not know (laughs) I had uh, a rating of a 2.75 out of 10 and I thought this was amazing I was like I am doing stuff like we're getting places this is awesome (laughs) I love that attitude about it. Like, you know what? <laughs> this is good. I posted it and people are I, reading. Exactly. 
movie. So I was I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like I got a two point seven five. I was repping, like, you know. <laughs> I feel like when I discovered, when I discovered Late Bloomer, it was like 2017, but it wasn't on Discover. I'm pretty sure it was a featured. I know they call it original now, but I'm pretty sure it was featured and I saw it in the banner back when I first, you know, started reading Webtoons. So what happened to get you from the Discover section to the featured and then your rating was definitely not 2.75 when I showed up? <laughs> um, Honestly, I don't know. Um, I hate to say that. Uh I know that I just continue to be consistent and upload content and, um, you know, just have fun with the project um, and, you know, try to make relatable characters, um, you know, with my ladies. I have um, my three different ladies. They have three different personalities. Uh, so I guess I tried to make them relatable and it just took off from there. Mm-hmm. And so did Webtoon reach out to you to feature it? Yes. So, um, actually, yeah. So after I uploaded, um, the comic, um, what was it back, back in like, I believe it probably was 2015, no 2016. Um, after I uploaded it, um, I had the two point, what is it? The 2.75 or five, seven. And, um, I started gaining a lot of like, you know, uh, subscribers and um, I went from 50 to 500 to 5,000 to about nine or 10,000 and that's when Webtoon you know um, reached out they sent me an email asked if I wanted to be a future title and I was like of course like why not and oh you know what I am missing one detail so I will say this um, be right around when I uploaded Late Bloomer I actually went to Baltimore Comic Con and um, there was a webtoon stand set up and they had a uh, portfolio review. And it was so just ironic because I was just like, oh, wow, I have a webtoon title. And I, I went to the portfolio review. And at the time, um, some folks at the table gave me some review and feedback. And I was really excited. And they gave me, you know, a little bit more clarity and direction on how to take the webtoon. And um, I'm so grateful for that because I wouldn't be in this position here. <laughs> Without it. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I love that. And that's why I'm like, Comic-Cons are so awesome, even though I've only been to one. I still think so. <laughs> Oh, and you know, it was really funny, too. So, apparently, um, that day at the Comic-Con, at the Baltimore Comic-Con, I was supposed to go to, um, you know, uh, Siren's Lament, Caitlin's uh, panel, and I was so upset because I missed it. Mm. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I was, I was like, I really wanted to meet her. And it's funny because after my title got picked up, I was sitting on a panel with Caitlin and me and Caitlin actually became like, you know, really cool. So oh, that's just it. a fun fact. I love it. That is coming full circle. And it's funny, too, because when I showed up, she was the first person I met. We were standing in line trying to get like badges. And I was like, she, she was like, oh, are you going to the Webtoon booth? I was like, yeah. And I was like, what's your name? And what's your name? And I was like, oh, you made Siren's Lament, like the first Webtoon I ever read. And she's like, oh. Kayla is such a sweetheart. So sweet. So sweet. So I want to talk to you about Tiffany's series, Luggage. Here's the summary. What do you value most? And if it was taken from you, what would you do to get it back? 
Join four strangers as they are transported to the mythical land of luggage and set out on a quest to locate lost items of great personal value. Along the way, they must make hard decisions about what's important to them and what must be left behind in order to retrieve what has been lost. This is an awesome series. It is super character driven and full of mystery and whimsy. After this short musical interlude, I will talk to Tiffany about luggage and how she gets her drawing done from day to day. We will be right back. So let's talk about your other series. Let's talk about luggage. What was your inspiration for creating luggage? Because if anyone wants to know your inspiration for creating Late Bloomer, they have to read Late Bloomer. And when they get to the end, you share everything about it. So I'm encouraging people who are listening to read that comic and read how Tiffany came up with the idea and what was going on in her life at the time. But now with with luggage, what was your inspiration? (laughs) So, luggage is an interesting story, first. Um, Luggage actually came to me in a dream. I dreamt about jumping in and out of bags, and the concept and the idea of it was so intriguing that in the dream, I remember thinking, God, if this is meant to be, please help me to remember this. And then I woke up, and next to me was a pen and paper, and I immediately began writing it down. And after I wrote the idea down, um, you know, I kind of built upon this concept. And if you haven't noticed so far, um, the comics that I have created have been a play on words, like a double entendre. So um, I guess you can say (laughs) uh, my inspiration for luggage was obviously from a dream, but um, also, you know, just relating this idea to emotional baggage, literally, Mm -hmm. a literal, like, emotional baggage (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no it's amazing and I love that it came to you in a dream yeah that's that's so cool because even in the dream you're like I hope I don't forget this please don't let me forget this and then you did it and now it's your it's a comic and people can read it right I have a highly active imagination trust me I can tell just by reading your work (laughs) like looking at late bloomer and then looking at luggage it's like very grounded but also has those fantasy elements where there's some magic realism there yeah thank you (laughs) you're welcome it's really well done and it's like an addictive story from the moment you start you know you just don't want to put it down you just keep going through the episodes Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes, you're welcome. So how long does it typically take you to create an episode? So this depends. Um, It depends on the panels. So if it's 40 to 45 panels, it can take me around five to six days. Um, But if it's 50 or more, this can take up to a week or 10 days, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's normally how much, yeah, that that's how many days it normally takes to create an episode. And on a typical day, how many hours is that? When you say five to six days, how many hours in a day? Um, sometimes I work 12-hour shifts. So, um, you know, I'm working from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm. Or, uh, or like sometimes I do a 10-hour shift. Um, it all depends. It just depends. It depends on, like, what's going on for that day. Um, cause apart from making comics, I am a caretaker for my older sister. So, you know, I do have to make sure that she's okay as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 hours is a long time. <laughs> That's a lot of work. You have to pace yourself. A lot of pacing. Um, make sure you stretch, eat. <laughs> Take care of yourself, too. Yeah. Take eye breaks. I know that sounds crazy, but stop staring at the computer screen for like five seconds. <laughs> so out of your all of your comics, who would you say is your favorite character if you had to choose one? Oh, only one? <laughs> I'll give you two. You could you choose two. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you love them. Okay, so um, I have to say my girls, May and Flora from Late Bloomer. Um, they're my favorite because, um, I don't know, I, I always like the girl groups and, like, girl power, um, you know, and I feel like my girls from Late Bloomer kind of have those traits. Um, you know, I've always liked the girl groups, whether it be musicians or TV show characters, just to name a few, you know, like Spice Girls, Totally Spies, Destiny's Child, or, like, 21 if we talk about K-pop. Mm-hmm. I totally spies. I haven't thought of that in so long, and I loved that show. <laughs> yes. So with my characters, I kind of feel like I made my own like little girl group, and there's so much fun writing uh, scenarios for it with their different personalities. Yeah. No, I can see that for sure. They are tight bond <laughs> and very funny together too. Yes. So one thing that people always want me to ask creators, because there are a lot of people who are in the canvas section who are very happy there, but would also like to be considered, you know, to be featured. So do you have any tips for creators who are in the canvas section who are hoping to be featured? Yes, I actually do. So um, number one, this sounds just really cliche, but self-care is the number one, like, take care of yourself that's the number one priority because um as you create you know be sure to manage your time for yourself and take care of your mental and physical health because you have to remember if there's no you there's no comic so you can't you know work if you're not in the right mindset um you know mentally or physically um that's number one so Mm self-care number two Practice and continue to refine your skill set no matter what point you are in your creative journey. You know, continue to read books, watch tutorials, you know, use writing prompts, practice drawing, you know, continue to do things that will can that would enhance your skill set and improve you as a creator and even improve your comic. And, and um, some other tips too, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. You know, stay creative and don't be too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that, especially because, yeah, if there's no you, there's no comic is <laughs> very sage advice. Also, <laughs> you could have, okay, for some people, if they'd put their work out there and got a 2.75, they would have stopped and be like, no. <laughs> but you were like, no, this is amazing. They're reading my stuff and it's wonderful. They're even taking the time to rate it. Amazing. <laughs> So I feel like it's like perspective on it, too, because just just don't stop doing the work, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're going to always have critics. You're always going to have negative um, feedback. But, you know, flip it around. Use it to your advantage. Yep. I love that. Up next, we talk about Tiffany's illustration for Juneteenth, which you can find when you click on her series Luggage. 
It's the most recent episode. In the simplest of terms, Juneteenth is short for June 19th, which commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. After this short musical interlude, Tiffany and I are talking all about how she came up with the illustration and what inspired her to make it. We'll be right back. And I was telling you in over email that I had not even learned about Juneteenth until I was an adult in college. I mean, maybe it's because my parents are immigrants from Jamaica, so it's like not something my parents knew what it was either until it was more publicized and people were talking about it more. But when did you first learn about Juneteenth? So I had heard of Juneteenth when I was younger, but I didn't really fully understand it until college as well. I took uh, African-American history classes in college to better educate myself and learn things that were not taught to me in elementary, middle, and high school. So I say to you, Joe, don't feel bad about learning about it in college. Unfortunately, you know, not a lot of people knew about it. Right. Yeah. And I hope that that'll change. I hope that, I mean, it's already changing. So maybe people who are younger now actually know what it is. Right. So um, how did you go about illustrating it? And, and was it fun? How, what was the experience like? So I, I absolutely love, you know, paying homage and drawing uh, African-American history figures or any history figures. Um, I found it so just intriguing, just like, um, you know, reading about people who have paved the way and who are continuing to pave the way. So I almost feel like it's an honor to be able to draw them and, you know, read about their work or what they've done to help us progress as a people. So it definitely was very fun to create this Juneteenth post. Um, And I actually had a lot of trouble about who, well, not trouble, but I struggled from not like putting so many people onto the, like drawing so many portraits because, oh, trust me, Joe, I wanted to draw a ton of people. (laughs) But due to, you know, my deadline, I was just like, oh man, I got cut back. (laughs) (laughs) I got my social media page, um, like my Instagram. You can actually see that I actually do post, um, you know, Black history and history posts, um, just honoring a few people that I love to read about. Yeah, no, it's like you're like, I got to cut it back. I got to cut it back. I want to put them all in here. But that's amazing that we have so many to look to. There are so many people who have paved the way in so many different industries. So it's pretty, it is an honor to, to highlight that. Yes. And we have to continue to thank those who are continuously paving the way as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. So my last question for you is, do you have any webtoons that you are itching to create in the future? Do you have any dreams that you've been having? <laughs> Absolutely. There are so many things that I want to do, but I must pace myself um, as well as evaluate the team I need to make it. I am still interested in creating like a spinoff or a season two of Late Bloomer. Um, I definitely want to create diverse, relatable webtoons. And in in terms of diversity, not limited to including characters with different skin tones and ethnic backgrounds, but also including characters with disabilities or occupations that exist but are often overlooked or unheard of. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm already looking forward to it because <laughs> those are like my favorite types of webtoons. And a late bloomer spinoff would be so exciting. I I'm going to look forward to that. Oh, thank you. And that's it, everyone. My interview with Tiffany, aka Zeal for Art. Go ahead and follow her on Instagram. It's Zeal, Z E A L, for art. And you can see some of her wonderful illustrations. Go ahead and subscribe to Late Bloomer and Luggage on Webtoon. And let me know what you think of her series because I think they're amazing. Thank you again to David for introducing us and allowing us to set up this interview. All right, let's wrap this up. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here is a shout out to a random listener instead. Today's shout out goes to Megan Frau on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Megan. New episodes of Girl Wonder come out on Tuesdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.